0: Sound Cue, go. Welcome to Off Headset, a theater podcast about two huge nerds. So Adam, I thought about uh, making today's intro about... The fact that I worked 28 hours in the past <laughs> two days, and it was just a really, really tough experience. But I've been thinking about something else lately, and I what need your that? help. What? In 1981, a musical opened up on the west wi- on the West End in London called Cats. Uh huh. I need you to explain Cats to <laughs> me. <laughs> oh God! No, no. <laughs> I uh, I hate you. I, um, I need you to, because here's what I know about cats. One, my father loves it. Okay. Two, they're they're people dressed as cats in a world in like the real world, right? Like like mm-hmm. there are humans in it too, mm-hmm. right? It's not like Zootopia. Yeah. Okay,
1: <laughs> they are personified versions of like alley cats.
0: But isn't there a character who's like a cat burglar who is a cat who the cops are after? Yes. So I'm gonna be
1: honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you have found a chink in my in my <laughs> musical theater armor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need you to help me go into the deepest lore of this musical <laughs> I've never seen. Um. I've never seen cats. Okay. <laughs> How have you never seen cats?
1: Because, <laughs> listen to what you just said, and uh, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, my roommate, uh, Haley, great person, love her to death. A uh, musical uh, theater aficionado. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she, she would be the one to ask. Um, we'll have to have her on and just have her explain cats. She loves it, and I don't know why. I've heard um, a
0: lot of a lot of people don't like it.
1: Well, so her thing is that it was like the first like big show that she like saw and experienced. Okay. So it's sort yeah, of that like forget. nostalgia. You yeah. never forget your first.
0: What was your first? Wicked. Wicked? Yeah. That's not surprising.
1: Yeah, no.
0: I think my my first Broadway show I saw was Lion King.
1: Ah, uh, I saw Lion King. That was pretty good. That was lit. a good one. Yeah. Uh I've only uh, actually been to New York once but my mom and i we saw wicked lion king and legally blonde in all of the same weekend you know i've never what
0: seen legally blonde the musical or the movie
1: the, what you like the musical i understand but
0: like the movie yeah I've never seen it oh my god it's about the it's about the ditzy girl who's really smart who gets into harvard yeah. law right yeah that sounds, really it, totally sounds fun. it sounds fun it's great it sounds, it sounds like a good movie. honestly
1: the movie of our generation
0: Well, I haven't seen it, so... (laughs) I'm I'm no millennial. Yeah. (laughs) But so Cats... Cats is, like, widely despised, I have found, amongst people who like musical theater. It's it's by... Like, Andrew Lloyd Webber did the music. Yeah. So... Well,
1: that's the thing, is very few people actually like Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay. You know, he did Phantom, and everyone likes Phantom. He did Phantom? He did Phantom of the Opera. Oh, okay. So, I don't.
0: I don't know much about musicals. <laughs> Surprise.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, but just as a whole, people just generally aren't big fans of Andrew Lloyd Webber, which is interesting because, like, he is very successful. Yeah. I um, mean, he
0: has a ton of
1: I think a lot of people just complain, like, his stuff is... I don't know. You just, you like, you compare him to, like, Stephen Sondheim, and Sondheim just writes a lot more intricately very consistently. And, yeah very good. consistently yeah. good whereas weber i don't know there was a lot of i know like everyone's thing with phantom is that like he specifically wrote a lot of stuff like for his wife and then that was weird because you like the role of christine is just really hit or miss I all seen the time either all right,
0: well. <laughs> it's about a, it's about a creepy dude who lives in like a theater right yeah, look, yeah. you me. should, you should look into that I was gonna say you should look into that is he like actually really ugly or is he just he's just like I'm so ugly I wear half this mask is he like he's like there's a physical deformity there like a Quasimodo thing yeah okay that he's trying to hide I've also never seen Quasimodo the hunchback of no the hunchback no of uh, whatever yeah <laughs> the titular uh, character the titular character <laughs>
1: um was also turned into a, a stage musical um was it
0: you, I heard the the book is way more messed up than yeah. than the Disney movie. I mean, it's Disney. So. Yeah, that's true. Um that's nice. All right, well, I guess I guess we'll have to have uh Haley on the show to explain yeah, right. Cats to us. We'll just
1: we'll just have every other week or something. Like, I'm
0: sure <laughs> obscure musicals with Haley. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure she'll love that. Yeah. I'm sure she'll love explaining that to us. Yeah. Well, today we thought we would talk about Uh, getting down to the brass tacks, (laughs) we thought we would talk about freelance work versus having an actual regular job in theater. There's a lot of people our age who kind of are in the middle, kind of bouncing back between freelance and trying to get these part-time or full-time positions within theater. So we thought we'd talk about that a little bit. I have a fair amount of experience freelancing, not a ton. I freelanced a little bit in high school and fair amount in college just pretty much for pocket money it was never for yeah for supporting myself same
1: pretty much stuff like fringe uh i wouldn't even call fringe freelancing because
0: you don't get paid anything for doing fringe
1: well it depends on who you're working for
0: yeah but Um, like a couple hundred dollars for like a few weeks of work yeah is is pretty rough
1: yeah but i mean that unfortunately that's what a lot of people have to start with that's
0: true and i'm not i'm not bashing on fringe fringe is really really fun and it's a really good way to kind of get your feet wet in a more professional setting outside of high school and college dc capital fringe festival look it up are you doing anything for cap fringe this year i'm your lighting designer right you're my lighting (laughs) i'm I'm stage managing a show in fringe this summer (laughs) and adam's my ld surprise that'll be fun yeah do we do we want to talk about freelancing a little bit then sure
1: so i think that hardest thing about freelancing is just, you know, realizing that you are your own boss and that your success and all of your marketing and all of your networking falls, like, entirely on your shoulders. Oh, yeah. And that is, like, the big reason why I feel like I will never be able to, like, fully (laughs) time freelance just because I... I just... I don't know. I have friends who freelance as like vocal coaches and freelance as um, they give, you know, monologue coaching or like voice lessons. You know, every pretty much every person who runs their own voice studio is a freelance. They establish their own business like out of their home. Yeah, for um, sure. One of my professors. Yeah, I mean, you remember Melissa Hurt? She would do like private voice lessons and like yoga instruction, like out of her home. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's you, doing don't need, that now. you don't
0: need much to do. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. need a lot of equipment, but in you order still. To do those things. Yeah, you don't need the equipment, but, but you still tough. have
1: to be able to like network and market and just like find your consumer base, and that's like half the battle.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like for me, when I was when I was doing freelance tech work, you think about how hard it is when you're applying for jobs, right? It feels like you're just you just have to talk yourself up a lot. You have to send out applications, and it's really exhausting. Freelancing to me felt like that on a smaller level, but happening all the time, all the time. Yeah, so I would be, you know, talking to. I did a lot of dance shows. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a ton of dance companies and studios in this area, and. I would just have to, like, just talk to them constantly, reach out. Once you kind of start getting known in a little section, it becomes a little easier. Like, I became known to a couple dance companies. They would call me up, and when other dance companies would ask them for advice on where to find technicians, they would reach out to me. Yeah. So it kind of branches out, and it does get a lot easier. But when you're starting, it's it's really tough to find the work, and that's why I'm glad I did it when I was in college and taking classes mm-hmm. really really for for just I would do like one show a month the money I made from that would basically just cover me yeah for that month it would be like that's also that's also kind of a huge benefit of freelancing is you don't need a theater degree mm-hmm. or really a degree of any kind in order to do freelance tech work especially for smaller events they're just looking for someone who knows their way around a light board or yeah. can call cues yeah. like it's It's, you really just need a basic knowledge of this equipment and these techniques. Mm -hmm. So if you're in college or even in high school, if you're in high school and you have some time to kill and you have a car, there's nothing wrong with applying to, uh, these, these freelance gigs because they pay really well too.
1: You did some tech work like through high school even, Mm -hmm. um, that I remember, what was that again? You got paid to which one? I did a lot uh, of stuff. The rest in Reston.
0: Oh, the Reston Center Stage. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that wasn't even freelance. That was a part-time job. Oh, yeah, I know. yeah. My first, my first foray into technical theater was in a part-time job. Hmm. So then I basically had to work backwards from there and learn how to kind of maximize my freelance ability. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't even call my job at Center Stage a part-time job. It was really on-call. Yeah. For for shows, so. It could be argued that it was more of an overhire deal, too. Which
1: is a whole other beast in and of itself. Yeah,
0: overhires. Very. Overhire. We'll we'll get to that in a bit. (laughs) But freelancing is, like, you can make really good money, um, especially when you have a lot of experience under your belt. And you, like, the real trick that I've noticed for technicians is you have to understand what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Because when you're starting, like, you're, you're at a baseline, you don't know how much technicians get paid normally. Yeah. Also, like, people will get paid different amounts for different stuff. Stage managers will usually get paid slightly differently than a backstage group. Mm-hmm. And that's just the nature of the beast. So you got to figure out what you're worth and then come to these freelance gigs and basically be able to market yourself in a way that, like, okay, you need me. You need to be able to pay me what, what I'm worth. Yeah. And then we can move forward from there. And then you basically get your name out there. But it's really exhausting. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You're just doing this all the time and as soon as your gig ends you're immediately you
1: need to have the next one lined up exactly like that's the thing is you can't even you can't even rest because while you're in one gig you need to be looking for the next one and line it up so that you're ready to go i mean in that
0: case it's like acting
1: yeah Yeah, you know exactly if you're
0: if you're acting in a show you need to kind of have an idea as to what you're going after next time yeah so freelancing is just exhausting
1: that's the thing is like i've said before You know, I've done a lot of design work in, like, lights and costumes, mostly just, like, with people that I already knew, and, like, I've done stuff on my own, and I, like, I have all the skills and the capabilities, but, like, part of me just wants to be a professional assistant to someone else, yeah, Um, because, like, I've got the techniques, and, like, I know... Like, I can punch stuff into Vectorworks. I know my way around a lighting board. I know exactly what a good uh, lighting designer needs to function well. But, like, you know, the self-marketing, the self-promoting. Yeah, leave that all to my boss. Out, leave that to my yeah. boss. Let them make all the choices. <laughs> let them, you know, you know, do all of that stuff. Um, and then just, like, let me help you. Like, assisting Autumn, who was the lighting design faculty... Uh, my senior year. Autumn Casey. Yeah, Autumn Casey. Excellent
0: woman, very talented light designer.
1: Love her to death. Uh, Assisting her was like one of the greatest experiences that I had, not only just because I could learn and like absorb so much from her, but also just because I was so comfortable there and really just had such a good time and really realized that, you know, in some situations, I am more comfortable you know, assisting and like, just like yeah, taking that, someone else's no, orders. That,
0: that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. I personally hate being told what to do <laughs> with a passion, Yeah, which was why freelancing was cool. But now I have an in-house technician job Yeah, and everything. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely different. I'm doing the same types of shows. I actually landed this job through freelancing because hmm. I got called as a freelancer for a dance gig that was happening at this theater and I got to talking with the technical director there, and he was like, hey, do you know how to do sound? And I was like, yeah, I know a bit of sound. And he was like, do you want a job? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and that's how it happened. Yeah. So freelancing could turn into something bigger, which is cool. Yeah. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about like what you're doing now? Yeah. So uh, I work as the, we call it the head sound engineer, but I'm the only sound engineer, in this theater it's on the nova community college annandale campus but we're self-sufficient from the annandale campus essentially so so we we're a roadhouse so people can come in and rent our theater space and we have a couple other spaces in our building and they can rent these spaces out for whatever shows or events they're doing they pay us And then most of that money goes back into our own funding. So the college provides us with a little bit of funding, but we're mostly self-sufficient. Yeah. So uh, in the theater, there's three of us. There's two part-timers, of which I am one. And then there's my boss, uh, who's the technical director. And the three of us are essentially event technicians. We all can do a little bit of everything, but each one of us pretty much has our own specialty yeah yeah Yeah. our own specialty which i don't think was i think he definitely hired me for my specialty in sound but i think in general uh, a lot of it they just picked up we used to have two full-timers my boss uh lawson his name is cool guy hi lawson if you're listening and a woman named sarah who was also a very talented technician and the two of them don't have theater degrees huh they they just they did a lot of kind of freelance work Mm -hmm. And then they somehow ended up working at the school and then they got, they worked their way up to these full-time positions. Yeah. That's, that's my job basically. That's, that's the hierarchy. That's how it works. Do you prefer it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Zero question. (laughs) The fact that after every show I don't have to go and think, okay, how am I going to get my next paycheck is so, so nice. Yeah. Having like, I get a regular paycheck every two weeks. It's super rad. Yeah. Another really cool thing that I didn't really think about until I started working here regularly was I'm in this space all the time. I I know the space like the back of my hand. Yeah, and it's really really satisfying knowing this theater so well. Being able to do my best work that I can within uh, there are definitely some limitations. Right in this space, but but I know what those limitations are. If a client comes up to me and goes like, hey, I, I want to do this, I can tell them definitively, like, yes, I can help you with that, or no, absolutely not, please get out of the booth. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of like my own little, uh... Kingdom. Yeah, yeah it's, my, <laughs> yeah, it's my own little kingdom. It's it's very satisfying being able to work there constantly, and also, mm-hmm. like, even the stupid little things, like, like keeping up the upkeep, tidying up the booth. Uh, I had a personal project where I had to clean out our orchestra pit, which was absolutely disgusting and awful uh i don't think anybody had cleaned that thing up in probably at least 10 years but it's it's awesome i love i love working in this one space and really knowing the ins and outs yeah plus i can like i get to see my own personal impact as a technician and artist in this space like um six months ago i came to my boss we do a lot of a lot of events will bring projections in. Mm-hmm. It was always aw- it was a miserable experience. We'd have to plug the projections like on a USB file into our crappy little Windows desktop that we had in there. And then play the projections off of Windows Media Player. And it was like a whole whole thing. And it was just not fun for anyone. Mm-hmm. So I went to my boss and I was like, I think we should get QLab. He was like, okay. And I was like, I need a Mac Mini set up in the booth. And he was like, okay, give me a quote. And I was like, okay, how much, what's my budget? And he gave me the budget. And I was like, I can very easily work with this. Mm-hmm. And I sent him, I sent him all the material. I was like, I need this, this, and this. I need a QLab license. Because we could use free QLab, but with yeah. projections, it's usually better to, yeah. to purchase it. So I sent him all of that. And he was like, okay, done. I ordered it. And I got to set it up. And it was very sad. Like, now I yeah. use it all the time. Wow. And it's very satisfying to see that that change happen. Yeah. Because of me.
1: Yeah. So what are some of the like the downsides, I guess, comparing it to freelancing? Do you miss the freedom at all? Like I know, obviously, you know, with freelancing, you get to choose, you know, what you're doing when you're doing it. Um, Like you said, you had a very tough weekend this past weekend. Yeah. And that just sort of, you know, comes with the job of you know being the only sound guy yeah. in that space <laughs> that you'll have to work 28 hours in a single weekend to fulfill the needs of the theater yeah do you miss the flexibility
0: at all i definitely miss the flexibility yeah my hours are already at the theater are already pretty flexible mm-hmm. usually if we don't have anything big going on i can ask for like a day or two off yeah and and i'll get it without really a problem but i do miss being able to really kind of decide like and i definitely this was part of me doing the freelance work in college i i had the freedom to be able to go okay like i'm not gonna work for two weeks yeah and it wouldn't really affect me i was living on campus and i had a meal plan yeah so i wasn't gonna starve or freeze but i definitely missed that that freedom that like my boss my boss and i have a good relationship but you know he's got a boss and then she's got a boss yeah there's a whole hierarchy. Getting things done at Nova can be very exhausting because, and it's not really anyone's particular fault. It's just like you've got to go through this bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. And I miss essentially being in charge of my own life and what I can do. Yeah. And being able to decide. And I guess, like, to a certain extent, I, I'm still in charge of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. But But I do, at work, I do answer to other people. And, and you just kind of have to be aware aware of that. That's, it's very different having like a, like a superior. Yeah. But, but like you said earlier, when talking about working as an assistant, it is nice. Yeah. Like it is nice having someone, especially when I first started working there and I didn't really know what I was doing. It's nice having someone to be there and go, we need to get this done. Here's how you do this until you're confident enough to really kind of take charge. It's good to have somebody there.
1: Yeah. Let me ask: Do you feel uh, as
0: creatively fulfilled? No, yeah, absolutely not. Talk about that a little bit. Um, I mean, in, in freelancing too, you often don't get the chance to do a lot of creativity, uh, unless you're unless you're doing freelance design, design work, which is harder to come by. Yeah, without a degree, funnily enough. But no, like I really i I do some basic light design, right. which you know. That wasn't my forte in college. It still isn't really my forte. I've had to learn working at this theater. Mm -hmm. um, Because there's only three of us. No. No. Because I don't really get to sound design anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about halfway through college, I realized that sound engineering was probably something I was better at than sound designing. Mm -hmm. Sound designing is still something I really love to do. And every chance I get, I will do it. But... I think engineering is something I'm just inherently just, I have a better focus on that. Yeah. I don't really have a musical background, which I'm worried will make me struggle. Mm -hmm. So, so I still get to do a lot of engineering, but I do miss that, that creativity that comes from being a designer in theater. And also like, we don't do a lot of. Like, theater. We don't do, like, plays or musicals very much. Yeah, often. it's
1: mostly, like, dance shows and events. We do a
0: lot of dance shows. We do, like, a handful of corporate events every month. Mm-hmm. And and those, like, it's fine. Like, it's still... I'm still sitting in a booth and pushing buttons and making stuff happen on the stage, which is always very satisfying. Right. But it is a completely different beast. And it's it's, it's kind of hard to come from college... To this, where in college we really get to do whatever we want, yeah. And here, you do have to kind of stick to the tech writer, but but at the end of the day, like it's a job. Like, yeah. like there is nothing stopping me from going out and sound designing other stuff while I work here.
1: Yeah. Do you think you are your hours flexible enough to do so?
0: I think on a smaller on a small scale, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do a really intensive like. Big musical, yeah. Where I have to come to a lot of the rehearsals and I have to be at every single show. Yeah, I don't think that can be done. Yeah, because most of my weekends are taken up by this. But like Fringe, I'm I'm stage managing and sound designing. Yeah, and and I really I don't think that'll be a problem. It wasn't a problem in the past years that we've done Fringe either. Right? Did we do Fringe last year?
1: Uh, no. Grimesville was two was years. Was that two years ago? ago. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 I guess we didn't do films yeah. last year. Weird. Yeah. Coming back. Yeah, we're going back. That's gonna be fun. But yeah. D C Capital Fruit. Should we plug our show? <laughs> yeah, let's quick? plug our show. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it at, we'll do it at okay, the okay, end. Go. Cool. Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Um.
1: <laughs> but yeah. So I guess that's something that you know I've definitely kept in mind to with this topic because when I was first coming out of school I had applied to be the assistant master electrician you'll remember this yeah um at the Hilton just a friend of mine Mark Wormisher great guy uh shout out to Mark hi Uh, Mark Mark. (laughs) um he'd mentioned that there was an opening and he was like apply just apply and I told him sort of the exact opposite from you I do I'm a designer I'm, like, I understand the concepts behind engineering and being, like, an electrician uh, in this case, but, you know, I'm primarily a designer, and he said, you know, it doesn't matter, just, you know, apply, see what happens, and I got two interviews, so that was pretty cool, but, like, at the end of the day, my biggest fear was, you know, if I take on this in-house job am i going to have the time to do other things to go out and do that sort of like freelance work or like design somewhere else or even audition i feel, audition like, I feel
0: like you area. and i talked about that yeah. when when you were applying and and i told you it'd be okay yeah it's tough like you do have to work you have to really really push yourself to do those creative things outlets in projects. your free time too yeah.
1: and like that's the thing i think but i think i think it's
0: worth it i think yeah.
1: it's so worth it yeah, yeah yeah that's the thing i think i would struggle with most is just that whenever i have free time you know i'm always the type who wants to just like go home you know yeah throw myself yeah. <laughs> onto the bed or at, yeah, like sit on my <laughs> computer and just play video games and like not think about any sort of responsibility yep. Um, And you just you can't do that when you are looking for freelance work or when you are working at an like in-house at a venue and then also looking for jobs on the side. Yeah, like any free time that you have has to be devoted to that other aspect of your business, which is tough and it takes a lot of discipline. And that's something that I definitely need to improve and work on. But I've done I think I've gotten better since I got out of school.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, getting out of school is huge. Yeah. It's the amount of time that opens up yeah. is enormous even when you're working full time. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's great. And then you have money too. Hopefully well, not, not, a, lot not a lot of money. <laughs> 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 Enough money to buy food, hopefully. Yeah. Too um, much
1: money spent on One food. thing that we Speaking f- of money.
0: Yeah, one thing that we forgot to mention about freelancing. When you freelance, you get paid for however many hours he worked right they don't take out money for taxes him yep. when you freelance remember to withhold at least 30 percent of every paycheck for taxes or the irs is gonna come and get you yeah I won't go into further detail about I my was, I was going to
1: say, you have a little experience <laughs> <No>. with that. <laughs> they could be listening
0: at any <laughs> moment.
1: Nah, it was all resolved. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I'm,
0: not, I'm not in jail.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, remember that, kids. Taxes are a thing. As we approach, you know, the end of tax season. Oh, God. I still need to do my taxes.
0: I don't know how taxes work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To any professors or teachers. Or people. Any people who have control over the education of the youths focus more on taxes yes and i will say so i will say i took a class at mason called audition techniques and it was basically in part of that you know we just talked about what it's like to be a working actor and we did touch on taxes in that class um and that was great because we got to learn about you know what artists can deduct and that's really important when you're uh, a freelance artist figuring out what you can deduct on your taxes. It's a lot, uh, a lot more than you would think of. Really? Like, actors can deduct the cost of Netflix. Because I've heard that, yeah. How can you be, yeah, you can argue. how can you, you know, audition for a show, um, that a Netflix original series, if you don't have Netflix yeah, and you can Yeah, pretty can't much research. anything you can argue mm-hmm. is research. Um, so that was really useful. Um, but I just like, you know high school man basic high school required course should be like how to do taxes yeah for real
0: I agree I think I think my high school added some sort of course about that in but it was after I graduated anyway we should wrap this up yeah so that's all we think about freelancing and full and in-house jobs we might revisit this in the future if you have any questions let us know Uh, comments let us know
1: quick plug for our show yeah Uh, we are uh, both involved in a show called Musical Therapy uh, it's being directed by Jessica Dubish a good friend of ours. Uh, it's going to be in Capital Fringe. It is a musical. It's a pretty wild, like it, it delves into relationships and dating and
0: I still haven't read the script. all
1: sorts of stuff. <laughs> I've read it. It's great. It's weird. I don't have
0: the. I don't. Jessica, Jessica, give me the script. I, Jessica, I need the script. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you, please. <laughs> anyway, on that note. Thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode. We got a lot of really, really good feedback. Yeah. They told us not to say um as much. Yeah. And we we know. We know. We're getting better at it. (laughs) Thank you to Pup for the use of our intro music. uh, Sleep in the Heat off of the album The Dream is Over.
1: Uh, As always, thank you to India for the beautiful
0: Uh, cover. Thank you to India for our album art. It's fantastic. But yeah. I think... I think that's it. Well, we will... uh, We'll be back next week with more conversation about Cats the Musical. (laughs) Sandro Off Headset.
1: Adam Off Headset.